Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, I'm Ashley Lemieux, and I'm here to help you uncover the greatest power in your life. You! After going on my own healing journey, I realized I was looking for the wrong thing, a way out. But I didn't need a way out. What I really needed was a way in, to fully uncover who I am. Each week I'll be sharing tangible tools and inspiring interviews to help you create a clear pathway forward in areas of your life that you might feel stuck or overwhelmed in. I'm not here to be the expert on your life. You are. What I want is to help you believe that. So get ready to reframe your thoughts, reimagine your future, and reclaim your power. Are you ready? I am. This feels really surreal to be making this episode right now. And it still feels like something I'm trying to connect to, but I'm pregnant And at the time that this airs, I will be 10 and a half weeks pregnant, which is wild. It's gone by so slow and so fast all at the same time. And I just wanted to have like, I don't know, a little girl chat with you guys about the pregnancy so far and about, you know, how we found out and just everything that these past few weeks have entailed because it really has been a very unexpected blessing in our lives, one that we are so grateful for, and one that I'm also still (laughs) just trying to wrap my brain around. But if you remember, or if you don't, Mike and I took our last fertility treatment in May, and then we decided that we were going to take a break because mentally, emotionally, physically, like in every sense of being worn out and just burnt out is how I was feeling from fertility treatments. Uh, We, I, I guess, started fertility treatments in January of this year after we, we weren't conceiving again after the loss of Jace last year. And at first I went, to the fertility doctor. Um, also, if you're listening and you're in Arizona, I I went to the Arizona Fertility Center what, w- with Dr. Craig, which honestly made this whole process and all the pain and the stress of it uh, so much better that the staff in that office really, really helped walk me through some of the hardest months. Um, So we started there in January, and at first I was just like, okay, am I not ovulating? Because some things were still really painful for me um, that hadn't been painful prior to my first pregnancy, and we were just trying to figure some things out. And so then we jumped into doing hormones, and then after the first month on hormones, we decided to add in an IUI, and we did... Oh my gosh, why can't I remember now? I'm telling you, everything in my brain feels so (laughs) foggy and blurry. But we did two or three IUIs. And 
Uh, one time I even ovulated two eggs because of the medication that I was on. And I had, I think after our first IUI, we added in shots. So I was taking shots to just help support and boost my ovulation. Um, and so one or two times I ovulated two eggs. And so we would go in like so hopeful that we'd at least get one baby from the IUI and, and would even have this hope that maybe we would get twins. And then each IUI, I wasn't pregnant. And it was such an emotional roller coaster. And then I launched my new book, I Am Here in May. And we decided that that week, we were also going to do another round of fertility treatments. And we were so excited about it. And then it came back that that didn't work. Um, we still weren't pregnant. And I really just needed a break. And I... I started feeling, and, and this is, I think, if any of you have experienced like a severe chronic illness or disease or a loss, you can get to a point where trusting your body feels really, 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 really hard. This past year and a half, I've gone through a lot of therapy and a lot of emotional and mental work trying to relearn how to trust my body because I felt like it betrayed me and failed me and I almost died last year. And so coming out of that, when you feel like you're trapped inside of something that you have no control over and then and that you can't trust, that really messed with my mind and my anxiety this past year. So as I was doing this work, just trying to learn how to trust myself again and 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 to tell myself that it, I'm safe to exist inside of my body, I started feeling like we needed to pause fertility treatments for a lot of reasons. One, because emotionally, the amount of hormones, <laughs> I felt like I was on a roller coaster ride every single day I, I would be really depressed or anxious or I'd be really happy or I would just feel like trash or be really nauseous. Like it was just constantly, you never knew what you were gonna get. And anyone who is doing fertility treatments or has done them in the past, I know you know how hard it is and I just want to tell you that you are doing such a good job. It is as hard as it feels. You're not making this up in your head. It is so hard. And I just think that that's something that you need to acknowledge and give yourself credit for doing. So for me, mentally, I needed a break. And then also, and this is huge for me because of what I just shared with you that it started getting hard for me to trust my body after last year, I started feeling like when it was time for us to get pregnant, meaning when my body was ready to carry a pregnancy again, that it would. And a part of going through fertility treatments for me is we were looking for any answers that we were missing. And, and we, everything kept coming back looking good. So I was never diagnosed with anything that, you know, would or, should have prevented us from being pregnant. All my tests were always good. My hormone levels were always really good. All my ultrasounds were really good. Like there was nothing that I was diagnosed with. And so now having all of that information, I just felt like, okay, 
for whatever reason, I feel like right now my body needs a break and and that it's not time to force it to do anything and I just need to let it rest and heal and we don't know what's gonna happen next. So that was in May and for the next uh, couple of months, we still kept trying and I still wasn't getting pregnant and we reached this point in the beginning of September because September marked a year mark from when we had started trying again after we lost Jace last year. And I turned 35 in November. So I turned 35 next month. Mike just turned 36 in August. And so we really had reached this point where we just felt so hopeless. And so in therapy, both of us, um, and I'll share my experience since Mike's not here to share or not share his, um, I started, I started talking in therapy about like, how can I open myself up to becoming a mother again, maybe in a way that my mind isn't set on right now. And so we started exploring and talking about other options of how we could be parents again. Coming this January, it will be five years since we've had kids in our home which is so crazy. So that means that we have friends and family, like my brother's gotten married since then. So even my sister-in-law, there are people very close to us in our lives who have walked through a lot of things with us and who we have great relationships with who have never seen us as parents, which is so weird because that was such a big part of our life for so long. And knowing that in January, it will be five years since we've been actively parent, been actively parenting children in our home. Like that blows my mind, you guys. And so we just started feeling really defeated, but then also just started putting it out there like, okay, you know, we are ready to be open and receptive to however it is that we are supposed to be parents. Um, I really jumped in this year to being the football auntie for my um, brother's football team that he coaches. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen that, but he coaches at a high school here in Phoenix and a lot of the boys just need extra support. And so that's been really fun for me. And um, I've been a mentor for a youth who is aged out in foster care through a nonprofit here in Arizona. And so I've just been looking for these opportunities where I can have that piece of my life that I miss so much of mothering. So anyways, as we're discussing like, what do we do because we're not okay with just not doing anything. And so, you know, we were just weighing out so many different options. And on September 21st, which is actually really cool, and I, I wish I had it pulled up so I could read it, but I don't know if you remember, but on September 21st, at 9.21 p.m., it was like 9.21 at 9.21 p.m. in the 21st century. I don't know. It was some important date <laughs> that I kept seeing floating around on social media about how it was the only time in a really long time that the dates and times were going to align a certain way. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? If you know what I'm talking about, will you DM me on Instagram so I know that I'm not just insane and you guys are like not going cross-eyed over this conversation right now um but that's the day that we found out I was pregnant 
So I had told Mike a couple days before that I was starting my period because I was cramping. And so I was disappointed that we weren't pregnant again. And I wanted to tell Mike that, hey, you know, like, I know that we tried again this month, but um, my period's coming. And so I woke up and it was, it was either the day of or the day after my period was supposed to start. And I woke up and I felt so nauseous and so sick and my stomach hurt so bad. Um, and I had so many pregnancy symptoms, but you know, also they can double as period symptoms. So um, I was leaving to go somewhere that day and I was like, okay, well, I, I test every month and I have, and so I'm just gonna do this test real quick and I'll just let it wait here on the counter while I change. So I'm changing and the test probably had been done for a few minutes and I just go over and I glance at the pregnancy test <laughs> and it said pregnant. And I, thinking back to that moment, like it still doesn't feel real to me because I was in so much shock. I, I basically started hyperventilating. And so I just took the test right away. I, I always have so much respect for people who <laughs> surprise their significant other in some cute way that they're pregnant. That has not been me either time of being pregnant. I'm like freaking out and immediately I just walk over to the other side of the house, which felt like the longest walk of my life. And Mike thought something was wrong because I literally was hyperventilating. <laughs> And I handed him the test and we'll share this on Instagram if we haven't yet. And I, cause I filmed him and he looked at it and he's like, are you serious? Are you serious? Uh, and he was just freaking out. And I'm like, I would not joke of all the things I prank you on and joke about with you. This is not one of those things I'm going to prank you about. And so we just stood there like crying and hugging each other. And then I was like, I need to call the doctor. So I called the fertility center. Um, even though we'd been taking a break, they were who I wanted to walk the next you know, few weeks through with. Usually when you're at a fertility center, you're there until you know later in your first trimester and then you're passed off to uh, OBGYN. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that all my blood work was good and everything looked good. So that day they had me come in uh, and Christina, who's the nurse practitioner, like the whole office was so excited. And so that was really fun. And they did blood work to confirm the pregnancy and it all came back good. And I had them run all my panels of blood because yeah, last time, you know, thing I got sick really quickly and, and went septic in my last pregnancy and so I just wanted to make sure that the baseline of this pregnancy were starting out really good and everything came back really good and then like an hour later because we found out on a Tuesday and Tuesday are, are my therapy days it's so the very first person that I told that I was pregnant was my therapist and we spent that session just just being excited about the baby and, and what it means for the future. And so that was really good for me. The next week after that, so like a week five of pregnancy, I was so sick. I've been sick the whole time, but I was really sick. Like I might have had a stomach bug or something. So for that whole week, I, 
I wasn't able to eat. Um, I had like maybe a few tablespoons of yogurt every day, which was kind of scary and a little concerning. Um, so my the fertility clinic sent us up set us up with a um, oh man, am I gonna get the name wrong? Like a, a neo is it called a neonatal specialist? It's a high risk pregnancy doctor, a fetal medicine specialist. I didn't have one last time. Um, but this time I am going to. So I was set up with them in my first appointment. I'm filming or I'm recording this a week earlier than it airs. So my first appointment is in two days on Thursday. But by the time this airs, I would have had it last Thursday. But basically it's a it's a specialist. It's a special doctor who will help monitor the pregnancy. And I, I think that I'm going to be going in every two weeks to get my urine cultured since I went septic from an untraced UTI that then led to a kidney infection. I think this time we're going to be proactive and just do urine cultures every two weeks so that we can just stay on top of it so that I can feel... I don't know, more confident and that everything can just be good. So I set up with, a, a, also set up a doctor appointment with a GI specialist to make sure that everything was okay in my gut. But um, I had that appointment last week and by that time I was feeling a lot better. So there's not much they can do when you're pregnant without, cause just normally he'd want me to get like a colonoscopy, but since I'm pregnant, they're not gonna do that. Luckily, I've gotten a lot better, and so the fertility center is thinking maybe it was some type of stomach bug on top of all of the changing hormones that just made me feel that way. But since then, that stomach pain has gone away, and I've just had your normal pregnancy sickness. I really, I mean, if you look on my Instagram, I have not produced that much content this month because I am honestly on the couch almost all day, every day. It's gotten a little bit better, but those first few weeks were so, were so brutal. But obviously I'm so grateful that I am experiencing pregnancy sickness, so it's all good. It's just really taken me out. The first week after I found out that I was pregnant, um, and working with my therapist and then also working with my yoga practitioner. I have been doing a lot of mental work to connect to this pregnancy, to connect to this baby, to, to know that this story is different than my last experience. Um, so the very first week I, I started a meditation series from, oh man, why did I just forget her name? I just forgot her name, but I'll leave it in the show notes. Um, but it's this meditation series on a healthy pregnancy and, and carrying a baby. And so the first like two weeks, that's how I would fall asleep at night because my mind would just wander into not healthy places. And um, doing this meditation really helped me. And so there's some affirmations that are talked about in the meditation. And so I spent time and I wrote down some of my favorite ones and I put them on my mirror and also in my car. But one of the ones that has really helped me and maybe it'll help you too is my body is my oldest ally. And going back to, you know, it, it's been hard for me to relearn how to trust my body and that it's okay for me to trust my body again. Um, that has felt really supportive for me because remembering that my body is my oldest ally and that my body has always been 
working for me and with me and to help me grow, that's been really helpful and healing for me. And something in my first pregnancy that a practitioner told me um, was that when she would get stressed during her pregnancies, she had a high-risk pregnancy, something that one of her doctors told her was, life wants to grow. And that is also this mantra that's been playing over and over again in my head of life wants to grow. Um, Sorry, I'm trying... I'm not going to apologize, actually, but (laughs) I'm trying not to get too emotional right now. Um... But I think that after loss, it's hard to remember that 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 is true. And it's hard to remember that it's okay for that to be true. And so these past few weeks, uh, I really, especially in the beginning, was wrestling with allowing myself to feel the reality that I am pregnant and that I have a very healthy pregnancy and uh, we've had two scans so far and the baby is so great growing right on track. The heartbeat is so strong and so these truths that I know are the truths that whenever my mind starts to get scared, those are the things that I hold on to and we waited to tell my family and tell our first ultrasound because I, something that's been interesting this time, being pregnant this second time has been such a different experience from our first pregnancy. And this time I really needed some time to connect and to like sort through things in my own mind and I didn't want the people who love me to be worried about me because I didn't want to pick up on any of that energy. Like, I really, what Mike and I really need is positivity, is um, like excitement and just no worry and no energy of worry. And so we waited to tell people because I first needed to find my own connection with my pregnancy before anyone else's energy surrounding the pregnancy was brought in. I don't know if that makes sense, but it does in my brain. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to wait until our first ultrasound and then tell people. So we were almost seven weeks pregnant when we told our families. And of course, they're just so excited. And and that was really fun to be able to to... I don't know, to tell them and because they've been through so much with us and to see their excitement and their joy that we could all share that together. Like it, I keep saying it feels really good to have happy news, <laughs> to, to be at a place where we have happy news to share. Uh, <laughs> I'm really grateful. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of you who are still waiting for your happy news, whatever that is. And I just want you to know that pain changes you. And I've I've said this a lot of times before, pain changes you, but it was never meant to destroy you and it's never meant to destroy your life. And a lot of times the details of our lives end up being a lot different than we ever thought that they were going to be. But I do believe that there's still joy and happiness waiting for us and that it's okay 
to take different paths to find it than we originally thought that we were going to walk down. Um, but we are very grateful for this baby who feels like a light. It <laughs> uh, feels like a light. And I feel like this past week or so, I have felt like I'm connecting more to this pregnancy, which has been really great. In fact, Mike and I went to the mall the other day and we were just like, we were shopping, just doing random stuff. I was trying to find some more comfortable clothes <laughs> uh, because for whatever reason, my stomach is popping way faster this time than it did the first time. I guess I've heard that, that after your first pregnancy, sometimes you pop a little bit faster. That's definitely happening. So I was just trying to find some clothes that would feel better. And we were just walking around and I was just overcome with so much joy. Cause then I told him, I said, I just feel like life feels happy and, and like normal right now. And I'm just like, so grateful for this feeling. Uh, Cause it's been a really long time since we had it. And I never knew if it was going to come again. <laughs> and I don't know what else to say other than and I'm just so grateful that it's here now. And I just don't give up, guys. <laughs> Keep going. Things can change so fast and new opportunities can come so fast. And... Um, joy, joy can come again and it does come again and we're grateful to feel it. So that's where we're at on this pregnancy journey so far. I've been so excited to tell you, so excited to talk about it. And oh my gosh, I just feel like I'm out of words right now. I've, I've been pretty much out of words since I found out. <laughs> so I'm still I'm still processing through that this is real and happening. Um, I'm grateful to share this journey with you. We're going to find out. We're, we're going to do um, genetic testing and the and then you'll get when you do the early genetic testing. Also, it's like a blood draw. And you can also know the gender of the babies. So like soon, like in the next week or two, I think, um, we're going to find out if we're having a boy or a girl. And we didn't do that last time. Um, we didn't know till I delivered Jace that we were having a baby boy, but this time I feel like it will be helpful for us to just connect even more deeply and to get, you know, to just start getting a little bit more of a sense of who this baby is. Um, and I'm excited. So Love you guys. Uh, thanks for being here. You can subscribe to the podcast. I'll, I'll give some pregnancy updates throughout, you know, the pregnancy. But I love being able to come and talk to you weekly on this podcast about just deeper conversations that this platform is made to have to help you find tools and resources to help you shine even in the dark moments of your lives. And I feel like pregnancy after loss is one of those things that <laughs> um, it's not talked about a lot. It's hard to talk about 
um, it's hard to, to kind of wrap your head and feelings around it, but it's a conversation that I want to continue to have with you guys. And I'll, so I'll share just part of my journey and things I do, um, to find just mental wellness and mental health during this time. Um, I probably won't be talking about loss a lot during the pregnancy because it is very triggering for me. And I'm really, really playing this mental <laughs> game of trying to focus on the things that bring joy and peace into this pregnancy. Um, and so those are the things I'll be sharing with you. Anyways, love you guys. Um, head to my Instagram because I want to do, I'm going to put up a Q&A box of things that you might want Mike and I to answer about this pregnancy. I really want to do uh, a podcast with Mike about the pregnancy so that you can hear from him. So that will be fun. And I love you. Thanks for uh, chatting with me today. <laughs> I know this was a little bit scrambled. I came with no notes because I just wanted to have a real conversation, a raw conversation about how the process has been um, and everything leading up to this point. This is the first time that I'm really talking about it. We are announcing in two days that I'm pregnant. So you would have just found out what, four days ago? Let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days ago. Now I announced that I was pregnant. So really in two days I'm announcing I'm pregnant since this is being recorded um, a week earlier than you hear it. And so, I don't know, it just feels really exciting now that I get to tell you guys and we can talk about it. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you soon and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the I Am Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from you online. So if there's something that really resonated with you, come and let me know. Share a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on Instagram at Ashley K. Lemieux so I can see what's impacting you the most. It might even help your friends. And remember, every time you ask yourself, am I really strong enough to do this? The answer is, I am. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.